2077 Community Podcast. With me, as always, today I have Subsidian from the Triple S League. Hello. And Last Known Meal. Hello, it's good to be here. Um, we do not have Mad Queen today. She's taking a little bit more time off. Uh, she's been having a little bit of a rough couple weeks. So if you guys uh, are, are fans of Mad Queen, go send her something nice on Twitter or on her YouTube channel. And that should be able to, you know, perk up her day, perk up her mood. Uh, and so hopefully she'll be back next week, but uh, um, maybe not. So go send her some nice messages. And uh, yeah. So how was everyone's week? Busy. Busy. busy yeah, we had a we had a lot of stuff. We had a lot of stuff. We had the uh H1 2020 financial call from CDPR. Uh mm-hmm. and that goes over I believe their Q2. Was it is it their Q2 statements, uh, financial yeah. statements? Yeah. So yeah, their yeah, first yeah. two quarters of 2020 they were discussing. They released a little press conference as they always do for investors, and there are a ton of awesome things to go through here. So yeah. should we go through yeah. them? Yeah, and, Sorry, I, go ahead. and I love, yeah. I love how they actually go on these conferences. That's why I wait for them because they mm-hmm. always have to reveal something more for the investors, and that's good for us. <laughs> yeah, I actually really, I'm starting to look forward to these now because <laughs> they, uh, they give us a little bit more details than we're used to in just regular articles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I put some point form form notes here. Um, they are still working from home till the end of the year, at least. Uh, so that means once 2077 comes out, I guess they'll do their, their post-launch patching and whatnot from home still. Uh, they won't be moving into the offices. Uh, they seem like they've adapted quite well, to be honest. Uh, they, yeah, it's not much you can do in this kind of climate, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they've done better than most studios, though. We've, we're hearing about, yeah. you know, 343 and stuff like that they're struggling with. With yeah. Halo and... Yeah. They tr- transitioned earlier a bit, a bit uh, I think, because they were saying like before that that they were already like setting up the framework if things go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, I think they had like uh, all of their PCs sh- shipped or driven to their houses at night or something like that. It was like over six hundred. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which and I mean, we were talking about this yesterday, like the amount of. Um, of stuff and and normally the amount of like people that would have been shown on stuff that would have gone on in events that would have gone on would have dwarfed that number it would have been mm-hmm. thousands of people who i mean just at e3 alone if they had had a, a demo there um say they they had like you know that that first like little demo there for just the press alone that would be about three four thousand people probably if not more and then if they had had it open to the public, well, I mean, it would have been like as many computers as they could get into the place would have been running, you know, as long as the show was open nonstop the entire week until the last moment. And that would have been thousands upon thousands of more people. And so this is like, you know, it's it's really metrically small, but given the situation, of course, you know, there's a bit of an mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah through that especially for the mental you know impact that it has because you can't really function 100 percent, and you can't really mm-hmm. create if you're not actually in it if your mind is somewhere else it, it always has an impact in a sense you know indirectly mm-hmm. 
Mm. I'm sure some people uh, prefer their home environment. They thrive in the home environment, but other people are, mm. they need to be in a kind of rigid, more structure to, to be more productive. But uh, luckily that it's towards the end of development, right? So it's, it's kind of just the optimization phases and they have mm. outsourced a lot of that work to some of the, those other Polish studios. Uh, mm. The name is slipping me at the moment, but uh, I'm sure that any, any little bit helps, right? Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Sure. True. So we we have another point here. Uh, Cyberpunk is in its final stage, and uh, they are preparing for a global release. And uh, Stadia release date is still to be announced, but uh, it seems that what? November nineteenth is yeah Stadia. Stadia the uh, Stadia is not... <laughs> what's that? Sorry, I had to. <laughs> Stadia. Oh, yes. Apparently, they're still coming out on Stadia. So if you have a Stadia in chat, and... yeah, look forward to that. <laughs> Why you know why it's so bad? Because if they actually had the game on release, I think you know some people would actually go to Stadia because you know there are people who go to Stadia. They they might like the service, you know. But even this delay, it's like it's a huge issue in my opinion, just for the company in general. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, was it uh, originally supposed to come out on the 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 main release date? Was it supposed to come out in in uh, parallel with the other platforms? Stadia. I don't think it ever was. Maybe on the original mm-hmm. April one, but I don't yeah, think, I think after it that. was on the original one. Yeah, mm. and then we got the news that it's gonna be delayed there. Yeah. So if you have a Stadia, the the one person in chat with the Stadia is a little <laughs> bit disappointed, but. <laughs> um. So when it comes to the previews, they had 120 key opinion leaders play the game from 15 countries, and they had 60 interviews. Now, when I first read this, this this number seemed very small to me. 120 key opinion leaders for uh, previews of a AAA game that is one of the most anticipated of the year. Is that... What do you guys think about that? Is that a small number in your opinion? Or, Saib, you'd, you'd know how to... You'd know best about that. Sorry, say that again? I missed that. 120 people? Is that a lot of previews? Is that a lot of... No, no, that's metrically tiny. Mm-hmm. Like in comparison to what they normally want to go with, that's, that's very small. Um, yeah. Normally you want to be like, normally you want to be hitting pretty much like all the top 80% of outlets. Um, and anybody who's like, you know, anybody who's like reporting on it, uh, typically in a game like this, you want as many people talking about it as possible, even if it is a, a small little section um, because that amount of buzz creates a, a massive amount of like wave of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still do podcasts and shows where we're doing it to even a small group of, of people, or even when I'm in the Discord and we're talking to a small group of people, we're talking to 10, 15 people in our Discord sometimes, and we will convince somebody to give Cyberpunk a try when it comes out. <laughs> like that, That's still happening today. So you know, you want to maximize that across the board um Mm -hmm. especially now because you you are competing with a bunch of other stuff going on and you are competing with a bunch of other um games and uh there were some games there's a there's one big game that dropped not too long ago um actually there's it's more than one there's two games that were dropped not too long ago both of them have completely fallen off the radar now nobody's playing the game nobody's streaming it it's garbage you can't find anybody in group matches you can't do anything in the game and that's like $60, $70 down the drain. You know, which, and, which game is this? 
<laughs> two of them, two of them. Two. It's been, yeah, two of them in the last like few months. And it's been, you know, and that's not what you want. And, you know, from obviously from a consumer's perspective, you don't want a game where you can't even find a matchmaking group. Like, of course not. Good no. Lord. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's not fun. It's not um, it's not something that, that people typically are, you know, happy with, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, we can blame kind of twenty twenty for that, because oh, it, yeah, you know, just to organize, you know, hundred and twenty people. Yeah, it's a tiny number, but still, to organize that in today's, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, no, the way okay. I was saying is is that the 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 they they as the company want to reach us they, oh absolutely the absolutely consumers and yeah, yeah and i think that this is going to be your best buy this year for sure and for the coming few months because you're probably going to be stuck at home a lot more than normal and you're going to have i mean over the course of a of two months in the holiday season you're probably going to have 60 70 hours of free time for the most like almost guaranteed and mm. you can either like fix up the bathroom, do a bunch of cleaning, or play a game. <laughs> <laughs> Tough decision. <laughs> uh, Logan's reviews. Thank you for the hey, a fellow Canadian, five five Canadian dollars. Love the streams. I am so hyped for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Seventy four more days. Is it really seventy four more days? Have I been asleep for the last week? <laughs> seventy four more days. Damn, we're, we're getting, getting there. To it. Yeah. 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 Slowly, slowly, but surely. (laughs) I feel like once we hit 60 days, it's just going to get to a a slow crawl, but maybe not. Maybe not. No, no. This summer, it it flew by me, man. This entire summer, like from June to now, I don't remember what happened the last two months. (laughs) You think that's the effects of quarantine, though? Your mind is just wasting away sitting at home. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. People people used to go mad in. cabin fever with cabin fever mm. it's like you know three months it buried essentially buried in snow eating um you know carefully you know trying to ration out your your winter supplies and then not to eat into your you know spring supplies yeah. um you know so that you could uh so that you could you know live another year essentially um <laughs> yeah not good not fun it, uh, it they didn't even have instagram crazy. back then come on yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man it's good that we have internet honestly i mean we would have books i guess if we didn't have internet we would mm-hmm. have something else but mm-hmm. uh yeah this is way much more easier to I go mean, through now. i remember trying to describe cabin fever to some kids once and they're like that's stupid i'm like why it's like yeah why couldn't they just, you know, call for a pizza? <laughs> I wonder what kids Who's with modern, old? I wonder what young kids would say these days if you showed them like a floppy disk or something. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't even know what that yeah. is or like dial up internet. I think somebody said something. I, oh, I can't remember. It was on a stream. I think it was on a stream. Somebody was like going through like old tech or something like that. And they, <laughs> they, they saw a floppy disk, like the big, the big one, right? The big yeah. one. And yeah. they're like, oh, look, somebody made the icon from um, the computer thing. That's so cool. How did they make that? It's so amazing that somebody would make that. That's so cool. And it's like, that, that's not other way around there. But, but you know what's funny? 
because that tech changed really mm-hmm. fast. Like we grew up, okay. We didn't, I didn't grow up in floppies. I grew up when CDs were around, you know, the mostly used. They were still floppies, but, you know, CDs and boom, all of a sudden DVDs, then boom, all of a sudden Blu-ray, then Netflix. It, yeah. was, it happened really fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember trying to burn wow. burn uh, CDs back in the day when when, <laughs> when all computers had like disk drives and burning <laughs> CDs was like the, the coolest thing that you could do. You felt like a you felt like a a dealer of some some sort, you know, like, burning burning like, hey CDs. Man, hey man, I've got I've got I've got the latest thing. The latest <laughs> thing is it's this uh, it's this Half Life mod called the uh, what was it uh, Counter Strike. Oh, I remember that. I remember that day walking in. There was a school. A whole bunch of people were like, "Oh, you got you got the latest one. You got the latest because it was like freeware, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my lord, people went crazy for that. <laughs> yeah, I remember those times when you had to actually turn off, uh, turn on CS over Half Life as a mod. My God. Yeah, we're getting off the topic a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's jump to the next one. There was confirmation that there will be a few more Night City wires to come. Uh, with the next one coming at the end of September, uh, Kaczynski mentions that you can expect more Night City wires in the next two and a half months, amongst other uh, marketing activities. Yeah. So that's so cool. We we... Know, yeah, we know that they're planning for four, basically. Four is their minimum, and they're hoping to squeeze in a fifth, essentially. I think that's how you can kind of read that. Um, hmm. We don't know how well that's going to go, but yeah, that they've been clearly planning for four from the get-go, and this is something that we kind of heard from, from the start. Was it, wasn't it three? They had three three slots on their website. They didn't have a fourth slot, so I guess we were all assuming that there was only going to no, be three, but... <clears throat> internally internally because he's he, he's got you know they've already done two they've got one left and he says they're planning for a few more so oh, it clearly means that they they had now i so this is the way i i, I had kind of heard it it's like they were planning for at least three and a maximum of five that's kind of where they i think where that that fell into hmm. yeah i feel like so that's, that's a lot tokyo. of tokyo game show is at the end of the month isn't it so it would yeah. kind of fall in line with with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean that's a that's a big one. That's going to be a huge market for them because of of how much the the Japanese like uh fit into that. Mhm. Yeah, it seems like they're doing something similar to what they did with their Chinese audience. They're showing uh the second episode of the wire to them uh pre announcing mm-hmm. the date and then the date will and then the uh third night city wire will come a couple of days after that. Yes. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're they're revealing a lot of stuff though. Like these Night City wires are not overly short. They're not long either, but like they're substantial chunks. Do you think well, there's there's Yeah, well they still have to get into the lore, right? Like the like the the history lore. But right now they've been focusing a lot on what is cyberpunk and sure. then yeah, okay. the the choices are, but now I think they really need to focus in on you know where did it come from what built this place and and that's mm-hmm. where we're going to get into the history that's where we're going to get into you know johnny uh you know how night city was built what happened in the 2020s just kind of like a, a pre-ramble like they have to really they have to explain what happened to the internet in this world like, that <laughs> yeah. is something that most people are going to be like i don't understand why can't i why can't these people like use the internet Mm-hmm. Like where where are the apps? Like why why do why is there no like nationwide app usage coverage thing? Yeah, there seems to be like local calls 
and that works, but why can't I call anybody outside of the city or why is that not a thing uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. or why is that limited? And there's a lot of questions. And then, then the other question you have to, the other thing they have to kind of cover is the state of the world. Like how much of the world is, you know, basically Mad Max universe, because that's, that's essentially what it is between the cities and the cities are great, but it's like, you know, it's the, it's the city slash rural, uh, rural, um, scenario just go getting turned on its head so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah but um what i i can i can actually look back at the witcher and kind of think about that because when the witcher 3 came out there was a lot of new people who actually uh got into the game before that um you had people but obviously when the witcher 3 came out it was like a big thing so i kind of liked how they explained it a bit you know a little bit through the story then there was that intro which kind of did a nice job at the general stuff, you know, conjunction of spheres and everything. Mm-hmm. And then through Codex and all of that, I kind of want to have the same, you know, mm-hmm. you walk somewhere, you find, a, I don't know, not a book, but the uh, the, the log, file, whatever. Yeah. And then you read something interesting. That, for me, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they should explicitly tell you everything, right? You, you, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the fun of it is discovering that by yourself. But yeah, you're right. Uh, the marketing lead up, they have to kind of talk about the lore because if they yes. just force you to jump in, you're going to be overwhelmed. So mm-hmm. yeah, you got a good point there. Yeah, um, they do, do do need to. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just... Um, this was a little bit of a controversial topic that we we discussed last time. Uh, Cyberpunk got five awards at Gamescom, making it the most awarded game there. Uh, but it technically didn't have too much of a presence there. I think the German rating board was playing it during that time. But it was not technically part of Gamescom. That's how I understood it. Uh, and so that's how they got the awards. And I know a lot of people were kind of disappointed about that. Not too happy. Uh, so, yeah, five awards there. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Did we discuss this last time? Maybe briefly. Mm, not really. Not too much. Mm. I mean... Because they didn't have a trailer. They didn't have any... Not even yeah. like really an interview, right? Yeah, but didn't did, did every game end up like that? I wasn't following through the entire Gamescom. Did every game had like some sort of a presence, or was it only for Cyberpunk that they didn't have any presence? I think most of the games that were in each of the categories that Cyberpunk won in actually had either a trailer or an interview or some sort of content that was released within the Gamescom window. Oh, they, they so did. yeah, so people felt uh, that they were those games were getting shortchanged because they actually showed something. Versus Cyberpunk, yeah. who it was behind the behind the uh, behind closed doors, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't really get mm-hmm. to see anything about it. So I mean, it is what it is. It's awards. It's not really a huge deal, but yeah, some people were were not too happy with that. Um, yeah. We have the launch marketing campaign starting in October for TV, print, radio, and cinemas, and it will scale to the most intensive first period, which are uh, which is going to be the first few weeks of November. Um, so the marketing really hasn't been too dense when it comes to TV, print, radio, and cinemas. Uh, so that's going to start. Yeah. And digital is going to also ramp up in October. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy to think about because we haven't seen, I mean, they've had the Night City Wires and all the uh, interviews and stuff like that, but it's going to start ramping up. We've heard that bump on that, on that, on that, uh, file, you know, that picture. Yeah. It was like. Damn, <laughs> this was nothing. <laughs> yeah, it really puts it in perspective. I'm going to try to put that on screen, but yeah. 
Yeah, but it's understandable. And I, I like, like, I, I looked at their entire marketing mix and it's like, they, they go a lot in print. And it's like, it tells you, like, how print today is still, even for marketing goods, even for video games, like, seriously. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the presence, I guess, everywhere you turn around. It's like, if you're, if you don't know only one thing, yeah, you have, like, a certain demographic in a sense, but the print, you know, it, it's not the newspaper, it's the local newspaper, but the magazines, a lot of people still read them. I'm kind of happy about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they also announced uh, Witcher 3 for PS5 and Xbox Series X with all the next-gen bells yep. and whistles. There will also be a PC version. Uh, if you own it on that specific platform, you will get a free upgrade, just like Cyberpunk 2077. This is being outsourced by a trusted partner, so this is not going to be done internally, this this port. Um, so that's pretty exciting. If you have The Witcher 3 and you want to replay it again, or if you want to jump into Witcher 3, Next Gen will be the place yeah. to do it. <laughs> Imagine ray tracing on The Witcher world. 3. <laughs> yeah, right? True. <laughs> I just wonder how how much are they going to push the graphics and stuff. Like I don't know. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, it's not a remaster. People have to understand that it's just the enhancement, mm-hmm. I guess, in a sense. So I don't expect much, but just you know, the overall, you know, the textures and everything, just that maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, with on the, all the uh, bodies of water that The Witcher Three has, um, can you imagine all the all the Beautiful ray traced. <laughs> I'm just looking forward to cinematics. <laughs> the cinematics? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, you know, you had certain graphics. You can only enhance it so far with mods. But when you have, you know, when they put RTX in it, HDR, mm. you might have to go back to doing lore videos for that. <laughs> <laughs> Valency is asking, did you guys see the new overhaul mod that they released for The Witcher 3? I did not. Last known, you, you probably... I saw it's a that. bit, man. Oof. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll just let me try and find a link for everyone. Just a sec. It's okay. amazing. It's a, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Continue. Sorry. The, well, while you're pulling that up, like the the importance, I cannot stress, and we we had a big conversation about this yesterday on the podcast, but we I cannot stress the importance of the gaming community in the post-launch era these days of creating mods, of creating content, of creating stuff. This is what brings, um, you know, breathes life into these games continually for the next few years. And it's um, it's something that studios, you know, smart studios know to take advantage of. They mm-hmm. know to say, yes, this is, this is an important, you know, very, very important thing that we have to do. And, you know, it's exciting to see that, you know, there's con- a constant push um for you know bigger and better things and like you're talking about with that one i was i was looking at that i'm pretty sure it's a mod you're talking about um also looking at the uh um a bunch of the skyrim stuff that has been continuing where it's not just mods it's like overhauls you know for that for fallout 4 um this is where like i really believe this is where we're going to have and where we're going to see uh gaming really push in the future because this is where this is where the bulk of your fans are going to be at and this is where if you could continue to add content i don't think it's and and i really challenge you know companies like cdpr and and Bethesda. it's like we're not looking at like there shouldn't be a halt to certain dlcs anymore not until you put out the next game 
I think they should continue to put out, uh, they should probably go back and they should probably add in uh, another chunk of something for Witcher 3. That would probably be nice. It's probably too late for them to do that. But this is, I think, in the future where mm-hmm. we're, we're going to have these 10-year gaps between major releases within the particular series. Um, I think it, it would be smart for them to never stop adding content to those things because if they put out an expansion for Witcher 3 right now, you think that, like, how much money do you think that would make on opening? <laughs> oh, it would make a ton. How many, how many copies of that DLC do you think they would, even if it was something small that a small team of 30 or 40 people could put out in a year? I you mean... Know, even if it's something small like that. Yeah. It didn't they didn't probably... they Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say didn't didn't The Witcher Three have their best sales month after uh, the Netflix series was launched? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean it's still riding that momentum wave a little bit, right? Yes. But it's like it's just that, that you couldn't really count for that. So that's why I don't think they, they they should necessarily have assumed that it was gonna happen that way then, plus they had the the argument with the um, original writer and, and all that stuff that was kind of going on. But I'm just saying generally the kind of the new rule is like, look at, um, look at uh, Grand Theft Auto, right? That game is still, still <laughs> coming out with new content every, what is it now? Like, like every like quarter essentially. And it has been for how many years? This is, this is like, and there's there's a still a really really good modding presence for it. Um, they should they really should be opening themselves up to um, modders a little bit more. But they have a decent modding presence and and stuff like this. Like even for online games, it's like your you know gamers are are interested in sticking with things that they know typically. You know it's why it's why there's a lot of very excited people that are that are looking at Shadowlands for for WoW and going yeah this might no. be good. It, it might be a it might be an absolute mess, but it might be good. <laughs> Same like Titan Quest. Like Titan Quest, if someone here played it, like it came out ages ago, and they're still, you know, putting out expansions, and people still come back, and I will always come back to that game, even if they release like an expansion ten years after. So I'm sure if they did that for The Witcher, oof, oof. <laughs> you would have a lot of people going into that game. A lot, basically everyone. <laughs> Yeah, what what's the current player base on on, on Steam charts these days for The Witcher? Sec, I wanted to check that the other day too. So we were we were going through games and kind of looking at like which ones are good, and which ones are which ones are not so good, and and um, yeah, I was just I was shocked by how much the you know how much the thing hasn't changed, like how much the ratings still haven't changed. Hmm. Ooh, Thirty thousand. Playing twenty five minutes ago and damn, still yep. hey, still wow. <laughs> maybe maybe the the announcement of the next gen um, ports kind of boosted that a little bit, and then the last uh, forty eight minutes, sorry, forty eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't take much for people to go back into The Witcher. You, you saw see like one image and like, hmm, well, I could give it a try again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, it, I saw people tell me like they finished it so many times. I'm like, geez. I mean, <laughs> and it just tells you like uh, for Cyberpunk. Yeah, it takes a lot of time for them to create this game, but ultimately it's going to be played for years to come. So they're pretty much investing into their future on the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Especially like I know that from a hands down perspective, 
um, I can guarantee that for an hour per you know per dollar, um, my bit my best investment was probably you know in this order is like Skyrim, Fallout Four, and um, and uh, Civilizations. Any any of the Civilization titles. It's like hands down they they give me the most. Actually, I think probably. Um, probably not Fallout Four, but probably uh, um, New Vegas was probably mm. the probably probably the that was probably the the best one I think because I spent so much time in New Vegas. Oh <laughs> lord! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's also a game which which people are going to be coming back to for a very long time into the future. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we also had the announcement of. Uh, Witcher Monster Slayer from Spaco. They approached CDPR years ago with the with this idea, um, and it's undergone a soft launch to be, re- and it will be released on iOS and Android. Uh, although they do not have a launch date yet. Mm. Yeah, there was a there was a, um, a beta or something in New Zealand, wasn't it? I think there was a soft play. launch, yes, in New Zealand. Um, That's a random place. <laughs> is that yeah? Maybe that's a good test market. I don't know. It's kind of small, small test market. Are there a lot of gamers in New Zealand? I don't know. But yeah, I've seen some gameplay. It looks... also... Sorry, go ahead. No, they just have a, also a good situation with that. <clears throat> oh, true. Yes, that's a, yeah. that's a, that's actually probably the more important part is they have their situation yeah. um, better sorted out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what's your monster slayer? Uh, coming out on iOS and Android. Uh, I'm gonna be playing that. I'm gonna see how it is. Yeah. You guys were, were you guys big Pokemon Go fans? No. Um, <laughs> Moon is a huge Pokemon Go fan. Yeah. I'm. I have like. I really like the original concept, and I was really tempted to for about like two weeks to really get into it. But I was afraid that I would get really, really into it, and I did not have the time for that. Mm. That's that's the that's the whole reason why I've stayed away from Minecraft. I've never installed Minecraft. I've never played Minecraft because I know that if I do, I'll be playing that game for the rest of my life, probably like you know all the time. And <laughs> and it's just it's like nope, nope. It's just it's it's like it's like the ultimate Lego kit. And like I had this humongous tub of Lego when I was a kid, and I played that stuff. I played with Lego nonstop, you know, pretty much my entire childhood. And then I'm like, ah, eh, if I if I do that here, eh, it's probably not gonna be. It's I'm probably gonna be spending way too much time on it. So, <laughs> but it's fun. At least at least oh, you know yeah. it, it. It's a. I'm not saying specifically for the Witcher Monster Slayer, but just this augmented reality in a sense and how like how advanced can that be in the future like i'm really excited about that because it's just you know you go around with your phone i guess if everyone now carries a phone so it's like a normal thing and it's like you just do this thing on the street or something and that now it's gonna be this you know it, it went a long way from from uh, that first game the antic actually released for uh, before pokemon go if you remember that game ingress yes ingress so Mm. that was basically the same thing of course now it got more advanced so i'm thinking like yeah in the future these ar games could be really good Mm -hmm. i knew a guy who bought an entire family plan of eight cell phones so that he could camp his local like ingress 
area. He just had oh eight balls plugged in on the desk. And I'm like, what's this? He's like, it's like, oh, it's my, it's my game. I, we just like, I'm, I live right near one of the points of control. And he just has like eight of them on all the time, tapping the point. I'm like, are you, are you okay? Do you, do you need to get out more? It's like, nope. He was just really into it. And I'm like, oh, all right. Have, have you seen that guy in Japan who has the bike and he's got like nine phones strapped to it and he just bikes around playing Pokemon Go? He's like this older, older Japanese man. <laughs> If it's an older man, I understand. You know, he has nothing to do with his, yeah, his right. pension. Like, just let him have it's fun. <laughs> nice little hobby, catching Pokemon, you know, riding around, getting getting some exercise. Yeah, it's, that's cool. <laughs> but they need phones. Damn, you know, people actually do that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'll play it a bit, you know. I'm there, not like... People People do that with World of Warcraft, where they play, they, they do like um the, the split screen or like... Oh, uh, yeah, the multiboxing. Yeah, and yeah. like they'll have like there was the one guy I remember spoke with him briefly. This was ages and ages ago. He had forty accounts that he ran his own raids on. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Forty accounts? Yeah, forty accounts because it was forty man raiding back in vanilla, and he had tied all of his stuff to this. Like so that he could he could he could literally have his own raid team that he controlled completely, and um, I can't remember if most of them were shamans or if that was another thing. That might have been another thing later on. But yeah, it's like wow, wow. How do you how do you hold that forty? Well, he just he just had because they were all shamans. They all had the same cooldowns. They all had the same yeah. abilities. They all had the same stuff. And he would just like control it from from that point. If if I'm yeah. remembering correctly, this is a really yeah. long time ago. There were some articles on it um, yeah. back when it when it originally happened. But it's like it's like so he just he just controls it. So he's only controlling one character, but he's got all these other key, key bindings. So when he presses the button, then they all press the button. When he does yeah, the other yeah. button, they all do the button. And, a lot of macros. Yeah, <laughs> lots of macros. <laughs> a lot of Damn. people. Have- Sorry, a lot of people are asking about uh-huh. Mad Queen in the chat, so I'm just going to reiterate that she's not here today. She's taking a little bit of a break, so hopefully next week or the week after, but uh, no, she's not here today. And then someone else asked about multiplayer, which we're going to get into because there was a Q&A section uh, of this financial call where Kaczynski was answering some questions. Uh, a question was asked about multiplayer monetization, and he said, we are never aggressive to our fans. Uh, and we won't be aggressive in monetization. You can expect great things to be bought to design the monetization that makes people happy to spend money, give, uh, giving the feeling that of value always. Same with the base game. We want gamers to be happy when spending money on our products. It won't upset gamers and it will make them happy. That's our goal. So yes, no aggressive monetization in the multiplayer. Obviously, they have to do some sort, right? They got to they gotta maintain their costs. They got to keep their servers up. Um, and and I think that I think that people like like I want as many custom, character customizations op- options as available to me. I am not opposed to paying for some of them, but I do want that some of those character customization options. I want that to be maintained at at tops twenty percent. You know, baseline. Mm-hmm. You know, nor if it were me, I would say five percent of of the in-game customization options should be should be restricted to um you know the the that you pay for everything else should be earnable in game 
and I really don't like the um I really don't like it when they're all like, Oh yeah, you know, you can you can totally, you know, you know, get buy you know, earn everything in game. You could totally do that. Uh you just have to pay, you know, for the skippable option to skip past all of the stuff <laughs> in the entire game. Um and you know, and then you earn it within the game. You know, it's it's that crappy little system of like, hey, in order to get this thing, you have to run this one place a hundred times. But that would take you, you know, twenty years. Versus like, you know, or you could just pay the skip option and get it done tomorrow. It's like I I don't like that stuff. Like that that and that I feel is what they really talk about when they talk when they do talk about the um when they talk about the the you know, the monetization in the way that they do. It's like, no, that's greedy, man. We don't do that. I feel mm. that that's what they were referring to is that kind of cheap stuff because I think they know. And I, I think they, they know what it's like to have to deal with that. And it's not fun to, to just deal with this, this company that treats you like, you know, you're a, a pound of, you know, blood to, or sorry, a pound of flesh to get some blood out of. It's like that's that's no fun. That's absolutely no fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, for example, you look at Blades, the, the the Elder Scrolls Blades, the phone game, and you have to you have to wait for a case to open. <laughs> that's a new, and then you can pay to unlock it faster. For me, that's as predatory as you can get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like tw- twelve hours to open a chest? Are you kidding me? Like what? <laughs> So yeah, that that for me that's but I, people buy like that's the thing like uh, if you offer people microtransactions or some form of monetization and people like the game people enjoy playing the core game you know if the core game doesn't suffer trust me people will go to the store and they will buy stuff and mm-hmm. they will buy a lot of stuff mm-hmm. people just want to do it you know yeah I'm ha- I'm happy to spend money if I'm getting some sort of value and obviously yeah. not super inflated prices right like i'm not going to pay 50 bucks for a battle pass or something like that right it just mm. doesn't make sense so you have to offer uh you know you battle gotta... pass were a great concept when i when i thought they were like oh they you know like that's your like 15 dollars a month right that's your that's your like subscription charge right mm. that's what mm. i originally thought then lo and behold <laughs> that is not what <laughs> That it just got more and more expensive, and one of the one of the battle passes for this stupid online MOBA game or um, mobile game, which isn't even a MOBA because that that would make it actually you know have some skill to it, um, was thirty dollars, and it was like three weeks, and then you you basically unless you were playing it twenty four seven, you had no hope in hell of of getting past the the game whatsoever. Um, or like finishing it out, so you had to spend another fifteen to twenty dollars, you know, per tier to to unlock all of the tiers available to you. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. wow, that's garbage on such a atrocious level. Yeah, and they screw up such a perfect system because yeah, as you said, like battle passes are amazing. I loved battle passes before because okay, I pay like ten, yeah, you know, it's twenty. No, it's ten euros per battle pass. Okay, then I and I know what I'm actually going to get before I buy. Then I say, okay, I'm gonna grind for it. So yes, there is a certain grind to it, but at the same time, you know, it's for you know ten euros. But now they make it to the point where you have to grind a lot, like insanely, like yeah. more than a person should be gaming. You have to be you on know? there twenty four seven to get the yes. some of the, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
but but it's so easy because at the beginning they push you like they give you a couple of rewards they sneak in a little bit of a xp booster in there so you're like oh i'm level 15 mm. already in battle pass and mm. then you get stuck at 50 it's just yeah. how they do it mm-hmm. yeah the worst defender as of late is valorant have you guys seen the the uh the cash shop in valorant <sighs> you can buy one skin right the skin pack is what 30 bucks and then uh, you have to upgrade each individual weapon so like to upgrade a sniper all in is like 200 bucks and it's one skin it's just ridiculous yep. you know what i mean and yep. people are actually paying for this you know content creators are paying for this because you know it might be part of their job or whatever and then you're giving Bro. the impression to kids that like that's okay that's definitely not okay like 200 bucks for one skin in a game you can buy you know almost three copies of yep. cyberpunk with that or like a, it's a big triple yeah but it's it's crazy it, the, the way it's turned yeah. out to be these days you know yeah but no it's business i mean it's business because they give those skins to streamers you know it's like they don't even i think you know the biggest ones they don't even pay for them just give them points and say like look buy whatever you want and then indirectly they're going to market the skin as they play mm-hmm. so smart yeah yeah it's madness um going back to the marketing is it sparta um going back to the marketing element uh apparently the marketing for cyberpunk will be the biggest ever in their history uh they didn't reveal the budget but the scope is three times bigger than that of the witcher 3 um and it is going to be a little bit dynamic and ebb and flow on the way to release i'm assuming because it's more digitally focused uh with the current state of the world so three times bigger I hope they get most of that done before November. What is it, third? November third. What's? Yeah, it's this thing I heard that's going on in the states. Not, I don't really know too much about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I hope they get that done because that's gonna that's gonna eat up pretty much every ounce of everybody's uh um time data gathering time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, at least for those in the states. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm sure, I'm sure everybody's going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we have here? Oh yeah, the Monster Slayer mm-hmm. will also have microtransactions. Again, they're going to make it uh, fair. The game itself will be free to play. You won't have yep. to buy that. Um, optimization of Cyberpunk is going well, according to them. Um, it's what you do last. The game looks stunning um, and expected to be optimized on all platforms on release, uh, which is a good thing. That's what we're always worried about, right? Optimization. True. Didn't True. Uh, especially on release. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the uh, Marvel's Avengers just released and it's running at like twenty frames per second on like the highest end PCs? Mm-hmm. Like that's what we definitely don't want to see. It's yeah, <laughs> also, it's also not doing very good uh, numbers wise. Mm. I think it's like this ultra safe corporate game that they've made, and they're like, "Hey, enjoy this." Yeah, and you're like, yeah. It, it's a blueprint, basically. Okay, mm-hmm. let's take this. All right, we're gonna be putting here like microtransactions here. Okay, where else can we put it? It it's more yeah. oriented for business than yeah. to be a game. Yeah, and that's what bothers me with this. Yeah, you're right. It is like a blueprint. It's like that mobile game, you know, blueprint that I mean, they're using these days. 
yeah and the, the thing is like of course like it's you know devs suffer because devs spend all that time you know when i see like obviously yeah bugs aside the animations and what they did like it really looks cool like if if it was you know if it had more time to be polished if it didn't have this predatory stuff you know if they focused more on that if they let the developers focus more on that mm -hmm. i'm sure this would be a really good game i'm sure of it mm -hmm. but it's it's a product. It's not a game. <laughs> uh, it's just a business with the skin of a game on it. Honestly, that it's that sad. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, yep. Um, someone asked how many DLCs will the will there be for Cyberpunk? Uh, and it's Kaczynski mentioned that before release, these will be revealed, so we'll know the DLCs and the expansions uh, before that the game actually comes out. So that's even more to look forward to. Uh yeah. So what are, what do we do we have any predictions for expansions? Let's let's start a pool. <laughs> uh well, I'm hoping that they do what I'm suggesting and and continue to make them for, you know, um till probably quite after. I would say a good 2 years at the very least. Good 2 years after the multiplayer comes out. Mm -hmm. I I would really like to see them continue the story. Um, give more people a reason to log into the single player game so that they can then turn around and log into the multiplayer game, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there is a way that you can balance that out. Uh, it has, it, it has worked for some companies before and I think it can, can continue to work for them today. So mm -hmm. that's just a thought. Um, Little Red Nomad has a question when it comes to character creation. Is there a randomizer? I believe there is a randomizer. I believe there there yes there is a randomizer from what i hmm. from what i understand uh, night city life i think wrote that in their xxl uh preview right i think they said like the random options were sh showing like real like if people were wondering if this uh, the characters are cyberpunk enough mm -hmm. he said like it, he, they they will be like they can be really cyberpunk mm -hmm. yeah there was also that uh that slide with the trailers that was insane to see actually the yes. difference between the witcher and cyberpunk yeah so they compared the witcher 3's top trailers within the first 30 days versus the top uh, cyberpunk trailers within their first 30 days of launch and uh yeah it was cyberpunk has outperformed the witcher 3's initial trailers by a good couple million um yeah. which is i mean something to to say to be said about the studio itself as well as the, the hype around the game i think maybe cyberpunk is a bit more um what's the word it's more of a popular Chic. yeah yeah <laughs> i mean fa fantasy is super popular but like you know we haven't seen a ton of sci-fi rpgs out there so maybe that's mm. that's part of the, the and appeal. i mean it just feeds off of each of each other. Like it's like it, you would never have cyberpunk without The Witcher, and you would never have. Wait, that's wrong. <laughs> no, no, that was right. You'd never have cyberpunk without The Witcher. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> they got a good both thing. sides. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the, what I want to say is like the success of cyberpunk and the numbers we see is like it's directly tied to the success of the witcher and like how people saw like what cdpr is able to do mm -hmm. and how are they able to create the game and that's why this hype kind of rose mm -hmm. in my opinion so that that's why so it's like yes on one side yes it's definitely the game and the, everything they put into the game and all of this effort and how it looks but also it's like you know it draws a lot from the witcher and the success and the quality of the witcher in my opinion mm -hmm. 
Um, we have a comment that says, if I remember right, I'm sure that I heard that the budget for Cyberpunk is 128 million. I think they mentioned something about 121 million, but it wasn't just strictly on Cyberpunk. It was on their other their other games and their other uh, endeavors as well. Um, yeah, because there's a lot. There's a ton of crossover at the studio now, working on all of their projects. We mm-hmm. talk about um, the artists, right? You know, just one aspect of, of their concept artists. The concept artists are never working on the same thing, quote unquote, right? Right. Um, they're rarely working on the same thing that the bulk of the studio is working on. They are typically working on the things that are coming down the road. Like, there's no, there's like aside from um, the expansions and the DLCs and stuff like that, the concept artists are not working on Cyberpunk 2077. Like, they are, they are, they they were done that job probably well over a year ago, um, at the, at the absolute latest, um, yeah. and I suspect that they haven't been working on quote unquote Cyberpunk 2077 uh, for probably about two years, um, give or take a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that's just the way that that job goes, right? That job is a completely different job than you know how it works out everywhere else. So. Mm. That's why it's good to have concept artists as friends. Because <laughs> they always know the next thing. <laughs> well, not always. Sometimes they just like, well, they know the theme usually, but they don't, they don't know the details. Um, because there's a lot of artists, uh, you know, who, who yeah. are working on stuff. You know, I was speaking with one the other day. Um, pretty, pretty high ranking artist, uh, very independent. Um, does a lot of really great stuff, a lot of cool stuff. And yeah, she was saying that yeah, she she doesn't know half the stuff that she's working on. She's just asked to like draw this this style, that that style, this this another style, and then you know try to make it look like this or that. <laughs> and like she gets so much of it that she doesn't really know what. And then she sees it like you know pop up in some some thing a few years later, and she's like, oh, that's what it was for, you know. And it's like, oh, it, it, it's nice, it's nice. So. It, mm. And it's kind of that that you think about it like that. It's kind of sad because for a lot of people, they never know what they're what they're working on, right? And that sucks because it's like, oh, well. I mean, un- unless they tell you, like, yeah, we need to draw this guy. He has two swords on his back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe they're doing this right now. I don't know. They said that they're going to be doing The Witcher after this, so. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Some form, at least, of The Witcher. Mm. Um, Escape Control Survive says, "How likely do you think a TV series spinoff would be? How long before something like that lands?" They actually do have an anime spinoff coming in 2022 called Edge Runners, uh, in collaboration with Studio Trigger. Apparently, yeah. they're a really renowned anime studio. I, I don't know much about anime, oh, but I can tell you. Okay, let's you. let's hear it. It's about Trigger. So Trigger and Trigger Studios has been working on some of the most beloved and sometimes the most controversial um in in a very long time. They were the ones who came up with and built well they, they sort of built the company off of that success was uh was Kill a Kill. If you've ever heard uh some of your your weebish uh, friends talk about the most amazing thing that they've ever watched, and it's Kill a Kill, and you go, oh, I wonder what that is. And then you look at the first picture of it, and you're like, oh, my God, I, I, I've I, got family. I've got you know a girlfriend. I can't be caught watching this. <laughs> WTF, man. Um, 
then then yeah, that is Studio Trigger. They made some of the which by the way, um that is one of the most uh inspirational and um really digs down to a lot of core issues with, with that people have today, especially um yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's one of the Kill a Kill is one of the best animes ever. Period. Really? I I, I watched yeah. a couple episodes of it. It didn't really grab me. It 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 doesn't grab you until you get about three fourth uh, th- uh three or four episodes in. And if you uh, take the time to understand what's going on with the imagery, I I also highly recommend if you're an English speaker to watch it with the English dub. It's got one of the best dub casts. Mm-hmm. Even Trigger himself has said that the dub cast was probably um, slightly better than than his original, and it mm-hmm. just goes to show the amount of like quality that they put into that because they went to they dug deep to try and come up with the proper translations and the proper. Uh, and to to transmit that that importance of what his messaging was in the show, because yeah. his messaging in the show was actually really important. And he does this for everything. He's all he's a Little Witch Academy. Uh, Little Witch Academy is also um, one of his big ones, uh, and that's been a very popular, very highly rated one. And it's actually fairly kid friendly that one, unlike his uh, his previous one. And then he did a Mecha <laughs> one, which went really weird. Just went over everybody's head just a little bit, and then he also worked on. Um, I believe Trigger worked, and I'm going to say this, and I, and I hope I'm not wrong because I'm positive of it, but I'm going to. I'm just going to double check. I'm pretty sure he worked on Guron Laga. I, I, I mean, think he I'm, did. I got I'm recommendations. Really from positive him. he did, but I, I'm I'm hoping that I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I'm hoping that I don't. That they don't incorrectly remember that. Mm-hmm. Who made Who made What's the studio behind Hunter X Hunter? Does anybody know? That's yeah, the only anime that's like really grabbed me. Hunter, uh, Hunter, Hunter X Hunter, yeah, or Hunter oh, it's Hunter. <laughs> it's a, it's an inside joke for people. It's like Hunter Hunter. No, it's Hunter X Hunter. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, but, but definitely expect crazy animation for the cyberpunk anime. Mm-hmm. Um, if they keep the same style, like Killer Kill has some interesting yes. animation. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, Guron Laga Lagan was indeed made by Trigger. So okay, I I was like hundred percent positive, but then I was like, I'm I'm hoping I'm not mm-hmm. something. But obviously, the art style, the writing style, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's I'm expecting really good things from this. Um, it's going to be short stories, so that's fine. Uh, and and I I think that if it does really really well that there will be a push to do some live action um, and definitely like expand that into more Netflix shows. So it really depends. Um, sometimes, sometimes shows on Netflix take a long time to bake. Like right now, hottest one in the last couple months, community. So if you've never watched really? community where you didn't like it that much, it's, it is super hot right now on, on uh, Netflix. And it's in fact, mm-hmm. it's so popular and it's getting so much attention that that whole movie thing has started to like, because they're like, wow, there's, there's like, it's the number one top show. It was the number one top show uh, in the last couple of uh, months. I can't remember. There was one month in particular that it was the number one show. So yeah, community uh, took a long time to bake for that one. But now that it's, now that it's baked up, it's actually <laughs> relatively good. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, just to answer you, Pierrot made Hunter Hunter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I never heard of them. But Not that like I'm finishing that anime. <clears throat> Why is it long? That's like 70, nope. 70 something episodes. It's not finished. Oh, it's not? 
Yep. What? Yep. So I'm just gonna get a giant <laughs> cliffhanger if I decide to finish yeah, just it. Just watch it. Watch it, man. You'll enjoy. It. Just watch damn it. it. I'm. I'm so. I was. There's a lot. There's a lot of animes that never get properly finished. Uh, I, I'm still waiting for the third season of of um the Friends Club. I can't remember the proper title for that one. And then also the um uh, Spice and Wolf, which is probably one of the nicest animes to just sit and watch on a rainy day with a with a nice big mug of hot apple cider. Yeah. Which one? <laughs> which one? Spice and Wolf. Ah. I'll have to give yeah. that a look. But they can't do that last one, uh, the last season, because it, um, yeah, because it, uh, uh, because of some of the content that it covers. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you kind of get stuck in some stuff. So mm. yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people are recommending the Ghost in the Shell anime, which I agree. Yeah, absolutely. That's an yeah. incredible one from 1995. Don't watch the ones on Netflix though. Apparently, they're not very good. <laughs> yeah. And and try to avoid the Hollywood. Yeah, adaptation. there's also standalone complex for everyone who wants to watch. I actually enjoyed that. Mm. Um, it was it it really like it went away a bit from like the original Ghost in the Shell visuals, but I still enjoyed the overall story of the. I think it's the name, standalone complex. Or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I actually haven't had the chance to check that out, but I've heard good things about that one. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. So right. animes. Um, what else do we have? We have. <laughs> Uh, the new trauma team panels for the comic book that's coming out in three days, isn't that three days? Mm-hmm. September ninth, right? Yeah. So they they showed off some of the trauma team panels from the comic book. I believe there's four. There's three or four. Um, three or something. Three. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but did you see that? Oh my god, it's so good. Like it reminds me of those old comic comics i actually like the overall style mm-hmm. it's re- I, I love it and after especially after that interview they had actually which um covered a couple of days back when you know they talk about nadia and how she's just a person you know who is sworn to who wants not sworn but yeah wants to help anyone you know around yeah. her yeah but the thing is if your trauma team you only rescue the person that paid you money everyone mm-hmm. else dying around you you don't care mm-hmm. you're not a doctor mm-hmm. i think they're gonna try to humanize the trauma team a lot right they're not just these faceless mm-hmm. uh you know badass emts they actually they're just they're people underneath right just like anybody yeah. else um which is going to be really cool to dive into that. that yeah yeah i'm I, sure I they'll think about that yeah yeah, I'm sure there'll be some like side content in the game where that's maybe explored a little bit, but it's nice to have it fleshed out in maybe comic comic book form or you know if you're if you like comics, um, that's gonna be a good one for you guys. Um, CDPR also partnered with Rockstar Energy, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> for, for get... a second, man, when I read Rockstar, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of people were like, what's happening? The greatest crossover of all time. No, it's just Rockstar <laughs> Energy. Yeah, yeah. But that's going to be in US, right? Told me. Yeah, US only. Uh, I think there's codes on the cans to get uh, more comics. This time about mm. Johnny Silverhand, I believe. Is it mostly Johnny Silverhand? Uh, is, that, is that canon or is that going to be some... I don't know. I don't know. They're talking about Johnny, so it could be the past, maybe from 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 the source book. I mean, mm. they could they could make a comic out of that. Yeah, I'm thinking, is it going to be the Never Fade Away in comic book form? At least one of them. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Never Fade Away yeah. short story from mm-hmm. 2020. True, I like that. 
And they are also giving away a life-size quadra, a real quadra. What? What? <laughs> Rockstar. Then they they have a giveaway. Yeah. Uh, I think I saw that on Netrunner. A shout out to to Preston and Netrunner2077.com. Definitely a good source for anything cyberpunk. Um, it says, yeah, prizes for energy drinks. Is it drivable? Including a 40,000 <laughs> real life Quadra car. <laughs> I mean, if you can drive that. <laughs> if you can drive it, I mean. Come on. This, this, this is going to change the game. I, I got to get, get my hands on this. It's a US only side. <laughs> oh, dear. <sighs> They do one thing that I want, the Quadra, and they make it only US. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I'm, my head is actually kind of stumped here because I, there are like rules that you have to pass and like testing that you have to do. So, how many of these did they make, or is it like a a rough, really? <laughs> a, a rough like alteration of an existing one? Ah. <laughs> Someone said it's going to be a Honda Civic. It's not going to be a Honda Civic. It says the grand prize consists of a sponsor-specified 1970 classic car to be announced in September, inspired by the Cyberpunk Quadra vehicle. So, mm. I like seriously. That, I can't wait for the day that a car company pairs up with a company like CDPR to do a, you know to do an actual car from the game or the movie or whatever and and actually have like a genuine like like i mean I, i've been to car shows and the, the thing that i like the most about car shows is when you see like the really like hyper like futuristic version you know they've got touch screens literally everywhere and you're like wow this is amazing and you, and they're like, yes, this is this is our blueprint for the next generation of of car. And I'm like, oh my god, this is so cool. And then you you see the model come out, and it's the Honda Civic 2018. And it's like, what the hell? Where, where's all the touch screens? <laughs> oh well, you know, it just couldn't, uh, you know, just had to, you know, ratchet that down <laughs> a little bit. I'm like, why? It was so cool before. Now I'm not gonna buy this piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> they save Honestly, that off the Tesla. Time, man. Time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Until we until we get some crazy ass vehicles, like insane well, futuristic vehicles. Yeah, some of these concept cars are like incredible looking. Have you seen some of these? Like the Lamborghini oh. future concept cars, the BMW ones. Yeah. They look crazy. Well, there was a there was a concept car that was made where it's like you couldn't open the hood. You, <laughs> You only had to change the oil once every like um, three hundred thousand kilometers or something like that. Damn! And it was like it was the easiest car to take care of. Period, because it was designed for people who did not, you know, know how to like take care of cars at all. And you know, because I mean, there was ah, oh, there's some there's some terrible things that I've heard uh, making some like mechanics talk about from time to time. Hmm. But yeah, yeah. It, it depends on people, I guess. It's like you either have the the people who want quiet vehicles, like electric, and then you have people. Give me the four exhaust engine outside. Give me turbo. Give me whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Trim them so they're louder. <laughs> my God, oh, my my grandfather did that. He got this like ultra silent um tractor. For yeah, his, for his uh. 
ranch, and he didn't like how it was so quiet, so he cut it open, redirected the exhaust, and put a like basically loudspeaker on it so that you could hear it like you know uh, ten miles away because this you know that's the way he thought that it needed to be that a tractor needed to be, and then of course he lost his hearing by the time he got really old and passed away. So <sighs> dad always gave him crap for that. But anyways, yeah, no, it's weird, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's the future. Come on, we're, we're just waiting on Elon to finish his stuff. <laughs> yeah, when's the next Cybertruck? I I did a um I this week I finally got a chance to actually review the the whole Nero <clears throat> Nero Link. Mm-hmm. Um, like in 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 really deep detail, I gotta say it's pretty good. It's they they're really hitting on like a really really hitting on in in a much better direction now and they're making some serious seriously good progress hmm so Man, i don't know faster tech gets like evolves i don't know it's like it, it's good and bad at the same time i don't know i think we're going a bit too fast <laughs> with all of this but we'll see oh I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think it were going too fast with tech? No. No? I no? Mean, like, it, the hardest thing will be how people have to, like, you know, deal with it mm. and how they have to you know, react to it. Um, that's the, that is obviously the most difficult uh, thing. So. Mm. Only time will tell. Yep. Dracula says, unpopular opinion, but the Cybertruck looks hideous. I kind of agree with that, actually. I think the Cybertruck is the best looking vehicle around. I like the Teslas. Teslas are clean. Yeah. I mean, you see Quadra, and that's futuristic. But it has, it just likes details, I guess. That's the problem with Cybertruck. Hmm. It's like, it just likes details. It lacks, you know, we can make it like that, sure. It, it, it's a bold statement. I get it. But, you know, if you want to do alterations later in the future, you know, you got to you know, add some details, you know, yeah. make it more interesting. Because people like interesting cars, you know. It looks like a blank slate. <laughs> yeah, it looks like, a, know, looks like a chunk. <laughs> like, finish your vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When is the next um, conference for that? Is there any news on when when we can see the Cybertruck again? Maybe mm. Maybe it'll undergo. Well, they were taking pre-orders, weren't they? Like, back in the day? Have they fulfilled mm-hmm. any of those? No, no, it's I'm still sure. not out yet. But okay. <clears throat> yeah, they they had to redo some stuff on there. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they were like, "Yeah, hey, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to tweak this a little bit. It's a little little too crazy right now." <laughs> yeah. Good old Elon. Can always trust him to to make some wacky, zany ideas. I mean, why not? It's it's great marketing. Like you just do one thing, yeah. You know, and, and you make money from it, but it also like increases the marketing of the company. Look at the boring company he made. Jesus, mm-hmm. like flamethrower. That's the flamethrower, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. The awkward uh, cucumber man. That's his name, right? You're. You're boring right now. Oh, gee, Alfred, I know I'm not the smartest cucumber, but seriously. The wittiest, wittiest of cucumbers, but seriously. 
Uh, hats off to anybody who knows what I'm talking about. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was pretty much everything we wanted to get through. Mm. Um, if there's any other maybe questions in the chat, anything like that before we wrap up, uh, drop them in there and we will answer them. Um, there was one question about the favorite thing on Night City Wire for us. Okay, yeah, we can do that. What's um, what's your guys' favorite thing from the from the wires? Weapons, always. <laughs> you stole mine, damn it! I'm really, I'm really digging. I'm still digging the the depth of character creation that they've got going on for us with all the different backstories. You know, it's been literally what Dragon Age Origins since the last time we had that. Um. I did, it's something that I've I've always appreciated in games is when you when you allow us to have a, a deep 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 start to a game. My favorite mod by far <coughs> in uh, Skyrim is the mod that allows you to um, create kind of like your own start and um, and all the mods that pair with it because then you can you're you're not you don't have to be you know. The, the prisoner you can actually be whatever you want to be and I, I really like that I like how they're going with that because this means that I swear I think this is going to be one of the biggest mod types that we're going to see is probably that and I'm really looking forward to that mm -hmm. yeah for me I think I, I gotta agree with uh, last known it's got to be the weapons especially the smart weapons I think they look I'm not going to use them but I think they look really really cool I'm, I'm glad they they Shifted that around a bit. Mm. Yeah, it showed uh, that trailer like showed a lot, like because people were wondering like what other weapons, what other weapons we have, and I think it really summarized the overall like arsenal mm -hmm. we're going to have. So yeah, and I mean more. They haven't shown half of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, the craziest thing. It's like, and it, when they were introing each of the weapons, there was like a little ticker at the bottom, and there was like some things that were cut off. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely going to be a lot more than what they. Sh what they uh, showed off in that in the in those trailers. Yes, um, yes. Valency has his usual question: <laughs> What logos are you guys looking for? I just got one for International Electric that I hadn't spotted on the shotgun, so that was fun. Logos, yeah. If you guys don't know Valency, ValencyGraphics.com. He he does a lot of assets for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, include including um, the logos of the mega corporations and stuff like that. Really good, clean work. So go check mm -hmm. him out. Um, Mr. Stud, what what happened to the Mr. Stud one? I think that's <laughs> that's been Mad Queen want that one the last time. Mr. Stud, that's my vote. My vote's for Mr. Stud. It might it might be already on there, but who knows? Um, uh, there was a question about Cyberpunk Red. So they did say that we're be getting it relatively soon. The the source book for Cyberpunk Red, but um, did they did they say the exact release date? Uh, I Yet. don't believe so. No, I think they're yeah. still tentative. <clears throat> yeah, they kind of aim it like I think September, and now it's September, so they might, of course, move it a bit more, maybe. But um, I, I guess um, we will know relatively soon about mm -hmm. bread. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited about it, honestly, just to see more lore. Like yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's it's from Mike. <laughs> from Mike, Mike's yeah. the best. We gotta have Mike on here one of these days too. Mm, yeah. <laughs> True that. Yeah. 
just about Cyberpunk Red, shouldn't it come out before 2077? Because it bridges the yes. gap, right? So it has to come out before November 19th. Or does it? <clears throat> We're hoping, but they have had some setbacks there. Mm. Um, I mean, not, not I mean, too bad. I don't think they're bad setbacks. I think they're just, you know, wanting to, to make the best product that they can. Right. And uh, I think they're just working on it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I've, you know, I've heard that they're doing really great stuff on it so far. So I'm really excited to see where that goes um, as far as, like, you know, what we're, when, when we're going to get our hands on it and then what all of the changes that are going to be available in there. Um, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Seba says, are you guys getting any of the 30 series RTX cards? Um, us, uh, yeah. us, yeah. us Canadians I, get I, shafted. I've just seen that people wait before they upgrade. Wait until you upgrade. And I'm, I, I hope that everybody took me seriously because, yeah, these are massive changes for, um, for these cards. The, they have put, you know, they put NVIDIA back on the, on the top of the the pile, so to speak, this, this mm. is absolutely without a doubt the best thing that we could have probably hoped for. Yeah, it's like like the minute like I was watching the tech and it was all coming out, and I was like, oh, good tech, good tech, good tech, and then they came up with the prices, and I was like, oh, holy crap! Absolutely nuke their Whoa. 2000 series cards. So if you own yeah. one of those, like me, rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, and the, third... the, the other thing that's really good news, and this is good news for everybody, is that the um, that all of the cards are getting an update for their for their software that will improve all of their conditions and will hopefully make the like if it does what they say, it will make the game um, it will make all of your all of this current current cards work you know uh, a good ten to twenty percent better. So that is that is exciting, because that yeah. again that's like wow, you guys went to the you know the extent of offering to you know do a seriously seriously hardcore upgrade for your current existing systems. That's really good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's gonna be a lot of Nvidia GPUs sold in the next two years. A lot, like mm-hmm. the the amount of hype I've seen. Jesus, like no one is gonna think about a different manufacturer. Seriously. Yeah. Well, AMD, with, with AMD, is, AMD is coming out with their RDNA 2 in mm-hmm. October. But uh, yeah. I think a lot of people are have started to write them off just based off of this initial NVIDIA launch just because they are so powerful for like a really good price. Like the 3070 is what, four four ninety nine US dollars yep. and it's on par with the 2080 Ti. It's better than 2080 Ti oh, yeah. in ray tracing and rasterization. So... <laughs> it's yeah, still it's waiting for AMD though. I want to see what they do. I want to see what they do. Yeah, they'll they'll probably strike some competition in the mid tier. Well, it's right now, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the I think the embargo lifts on the seventeenth, which is when the the sales go live of the thirty eighty. So if you're mm-hmm. interested in that, sorry, the the embargo lifts on the fourteenth. So if you're interested in that, check that out. You guys got anything? Be fast. What's that? Be fast. Be fast. Yeah, have five. Refresh all day. <laughs> you guys got anything going on this week for content? Um. Yes, we have started a second channel. Um, what? Really? Yes. Yes. Ash has been working on it for a while. 
Um, we have not done any official announcement about it. Um, so I'm thinking about doing the announcement now. It's We had kind of done a soft, uh, kind of like a soft release kind of thing. Um, so sure, I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> do I'll, it. I'll, I'll do it now. I'll do it now <laughs> for all of you because everybody's listening. So if um, th- this channel is designed from the, the ground up to be um, a channel for people who like music and who like to listen to music while doing gaming. And that hopefully that it, it hits exactly kind of the niche and the, um, the the kind of music style that you like. You know, some people, they, they sit down, they listen to music for, you know, they plug in one or two of these playlists and they, they listen for hours and hours and hours. So this is kind of what we were wanting to do. It's something light that we can do uh, where we can get to know some artists, get to know some people, um, put some some really great stuff out at the same time as giving something for you know the, the you know for the community to, to just listen to over and over and over again. So I'm going to post that here in the chat if I can get the right one. What's the channel called? So it's called Triple um, <clears throat> S Radio Music for Gaming. And we just want to have music that you guys can listen to and spam listen to, and yeah, there's uh, there's no there's there's minimal interrupts on it. <clears throat> it's all about the music, and it's all about what uh, what people like to to listen to while they game. So give it a Sweet. shot, and uh, yeah, this this is something that we've been working on for a while. Um, we weren't going to announce it too much, but we've got two videos up there now haven't done any advertising or mentioning it to anybody at all uh, but we've got two up there now so give it a listen and see what you guys think and most of these music picks are a combination of either ash or myself uh, just our regular gaming like what we listen to in gaming and then what also happens to be like what we can actually use on youtube so mm. shouldn't have any issues um listening to any of this music it should be should be relatively simple so as nice. far as like, uh, as far as like, like doing doing any kind of like content with it or whatever. So, uh, we at least we ha- we're we're going off of the list of trying to come up with songs that that don't trigger the the, the any kind of a thing. So you can always uh, hit up our Discord and talk to Ash about it, um, because we will be doing lists that are like more, you know, more just open. It's just like basically free music, um, but also trying to like come up with it in and have it out in the right way. So this has been an exciting project. We are going to be pairing up with, um, with some people who are making cyberpunk style music. Um, we, uh, we work, we've worked closely with Pex before. Pex is a, an artist who, who makes some really amazing music and he's just starting up, uh, doing some cyberpunk stuff. So we're going to be trying to include that and do whole lists of cyberpunk music, um, playlists where you just plug it in, Listen to it for a couple hours, uh, you know, and and there you go. Nice. Yeah, go over nice. to that and subscribe to that. I'm definitely going to be listening to some of your stuff okay. while I work. Yep. Last note, you got anything going on? Uh, well, next week, uh, I, I didn't actually focus on the Lord this week, <laughs> last week so much because we had a lot of news to talk about. So I guess I'll start off a little bit with Lord. And then we'll see, you know, how it goes. Uh, maybe focus on some other games uh, this week as well. Maybe try that a bit. But overall, if there are news and something pops up, you know, 
Yeah. How we do it. <laughs> it's how it is. It's the YouTube and yeah. schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you never know. You never know what's gonna come out. You plan one video and then boom, yeah. it's like, well, you're getting a, a, a not a remake, the enhancement of the Witcher, and then like, okay, <laughs> move this video. So, yeah, yeah, it's quite dynamic, but it's it's good that we have news, I guess. So, yeah, keeping it keeping it diverse is always like nice, as even as a content creator, right? You you don't get burned out on one yeah. specific thing. Exactly. I really enjoyed making that Witcher video, like especially just different music and different vibe. Um, oh yeah. You know, jumping back to the Witcher for some gameplay recording. I don't know. It's oh, fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I got something behind the scenes I'm working on. Um, that will be out Ooh. in maybe two weeks. Ooh. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> as per usual, just news and lore next week. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if Mad Queen has anything coming out. She she just released a Nomad video, mm-hmm. a really good one, 25 minutes, really detailed. So go check that out on her channel. And next week, are we on Triple S League? Because this week we were kind of we scattered <laughs> our. We're a little, little confused about it. <laughs> this was a bit of an impromptu podcast. <laughs> so yeah, next week on Triple S, and uh, we will see you guys there. You guys, have anything? No. Anything else to say? Tune in for our Wednesday and Saturday podcast. We we always love uh, when people tune in for those live. Um, we try and hit them up for for you know decent hours in the morning um, on on the Saturday, and then it's in the later afternoon on the Wednesday. But if you if you can catch it live, catch it live, and uh, yeah, join our Discord. We're we're super active. The Discord is super active um, most days. There are multiple people streaming in the Discord throughout the day. So. Mm-hmm. And by the time this VOD goes up, I'll have the links in the description. YouTube decided to nuke my description from last time. So 